Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Miss Holly. What do you got today? Well, hello, Miss Julia. I've got a little this, a little that right. of celebrity gossip. Hey, Whoopi Goldberg is going to be sticking around The View for four more years. Wow. How much did she get signed for? A lot. How much? We don't know. Oh, gosh. But I I'm ass- assuming it's a lot. I'm uh, sure it's a lot. Well, now, sources are talking to the Hollywood Reporter saying that Whoopi Goldberg, yes, she's going to be on The View for four more seasons. Financial details not immediately available, but it's going to cover from season 25 and through season 28. They need her. Yeah, they do. They need consistency there because every, yeah, she's kind of the main. I like her. Yeah, she's the anchor of the show. Yep. And uh, Megan McCain's mom, Cindy McCain, is going to be the latest guest host on The View. Oh, I like that. She's going to appear October 20th. So that's what The View said. They said they're going to take their time in filling Megan McCain's empty seat over there. Going to have a rotating roster of conservative voices. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Oh. smart, smart, smart. Now, we talked about this in the Dirt Alert update at 3 p.m. Saturday Night Live announcing season 47 hosts. The first four have been announced. Owen Wilson, Kim Kardashian, Rami Malik, and Jason Sudeikis. We also got the music guests, too. Oh, give us. Casey Musgraves. Oh, I love. love. She's going to be with Owen Wilson on October oh, 2nd. Halsey's going to be with Kim Kardashian October 9th. Young Thug with Rami Malik October 16th. And Brandi Carlisle. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, she's awesome. With what a great, what a great lineup. Let's hope they have some of those good people back again. Let's just hope their writers step up. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. No, I would agree. Well, Saturday Night Live is one of those things where I suppose if you get one good skit out of the 90 minutes of that show. Yeah. And yeah. somebody's talking about it the next day. Gosh, I would hope for more out of 90 minutes. You would hope for more. I really would. That seems like a waste you, of time. But if you make me laugh once in 90 minutes, it's worth it. Because oh, I, I have overperformed for you today. That's true. That's true. <laughs> for me to watch TV and it's so non-interactive, I it takes a lot for me to laugh. Like with here, I can laugh easily, but not so much. I get it. So like that would, you're right, Holly. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. You get one lull, one big lull for 90 minutes. And especially if it goes viral and people are talking about it the following Monday. Yeah. That's a success. That's a success. That's pretty good. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Are you just dying laughing the whole time, Julia? No, I don't want to watch something I only last once. 90 minutes is a long time for me with my ADD. Yeah, that's true.
That is true. That is a long time. That's an hour and a half. I'll do my nails. I can while do some do other it. things. You got to do your nails <laughs> while you're watching. That's what's clutch. Yeah, exactly. All right, there we go. There now you go. that you say I can do a task, all right, fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Saturday Night Live, former Saturday Night Live cast member Eddie Murphy has closed a three movie deal with Amazon Studios. Hmm. Do we know anything like what the subject matter is, or is it? Did you guys be... ever watch Coming to America? The second one, no. Yeah, no. Oh, I did. Was and it good? I watched the first. I got like the first half of it till it went offline, but it was fun, wasn't it? Grant over there is waving his finger. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I it, did too. It, it had some fun connections to the old it one. Did, did it, it rely on only nostalgia though, no. Grant? No, no it didn't. It had a whole new Not story. at all. The whole new story. You didn't have to see it for sure. No, I thought it was fun. Well, fantastic, because Coming to America was the most watched movie on Amazon Prime in its opening weekend when it opened in early March. So they're looking at it and it's like, oh, Jeff Bezos is like, this is like him finding a quarter in his pocket and just giving it over for this three picture deal. No kidding. Yeah, we don't have the exact numbers for how much Eddie Murphy is going to get paid for this. But, yeah, it'll be nice to see Eddie Murphy making some movies. Definitely liked his movie Dolomite is my name. Oh, that was so good. That's over on Netflix. A good one. Kim Kardashian's Met Gala ponytail cost $10,000. Okay. Was it? A, what was it? It was 75 inches worth of hair extensions. But, but like, what was it made out of? I know. Of? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, did is it, made it out have of diamonds bit, in it? Or, or bitcoins? Okay, do you know how gross that is, just even saying that? that that's, that's gross. That her hair was $10,000. Yeah, so I'm assuming that they're saying it was the combi- the combined cost of the hair units and the lengthy installation process. So it was like getting siding or drywall. Okay, understood. But but basically, she had on a hat and it had a <laughs> hole in it. Yeah, and so you could have just clipped that mother on and put the hat over it and pulled the pony out of the hole like a baseball cap, and no one would have known the difference. Well, you could have. You're thinking practically, Julia. I can't help it. And that is where... I've never been a billionaire, so I just don't understand how they it. work. <laughs> yeah, so there you go, $10,000. Enjoy! Speaking of hair, mm. Nicole Richie has gone viral today. <gasps> I saw I this. I can see this happening. Because she set her hair on fire when she was blowing out the candles on her 40th birthday cake. She had them both on both sides of her face by her ears. She had longer hair and she bent over to blow it out. And, you know, you can see how that would happen. It's actually very terrifying because yeah. you can see the one side of her head goes. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who I was with whose hair started on fire this summer. By accident, you know. Oh, yeah. But it was one of my friends. It's so alarming. Like, it's so scary when that happens. And the smell. The smell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone's doing okay. And Nicole Richie, they put out the fire in her hair. And, you know, it seems like she's taking it all in stride. It's hair. It's going to grow back. So what a great opportunity to try a new haircut. Exactly. (laughs) Like, just what? Let's look. I've always wanted a pixie. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's not getting the pixie that's the problem. It's when you want to grow the pixie out. That that you have to have the strength. I had, you had the short short hair. I had the short hair. I had the short hair. I had the shaved side for a little while. Oh, It took so long to grow. It takes forever. We'll leave you with that wisdom today. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Holly. All right. My talkers, it's Wednesday hump day, which means it's time for one of these. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. It was quite the scandal. All right, so I'm going to tell you. 
about Clark Gable's daughter, Judy, whom he never acknowledged and was passed off by, as an orphan by her mom after her birth. What? All right. So All right let's I love go this. Back. This is story time. Clark Gable, everyone knows him, the king of Hollywood. But mm-hmm. for his daughter, Judy Lewis, he was gone with the wind and never acknowledged her, barely. All right. So, Judy Lewis um, was so unique that this could be, just be a mystery novel. So, anyway, what happened was it was 1939. Okay. Um, the movie was being filmed, excuse me, it was 1934. The movie Call of the Wild was being filmed, okay. starring Clark, Clark Gable and Loretta Young. And um, they started working, and at the time, Loretta was 22 and Clark was 34. Not only was Clark Gable 12 years older than Miss Young, but he was also married to his second wife, Rhea Langham. Mm-hmm. Still, the two fell madly in love and had an affair. Gable and Young knew how risky their relationship was to their lives and their careers. And um, they also had some well-established morality cla- clauses in their contracts. However, she was just so taken with Clark Kent. She said, game on. I called him Clark Kent. I know, but Clark Gable. We know what we're talking about. Loretta said, yes, please. He swept her off her feet. The two succumbed to their passion. As Mm. a result, she got pregnant. However, her career had just started again. She was just 22 years old. Yeah. And she wasn't ready to give it up due to this silly old love child. Yeah. So she came up with a lie that stood the test of time. Here's the lie. Loretta Young, a devout Catholic, hid her pregnancy by telling everyone she had gone on tour through Europe. After returning, she spent most of her time in her home, claiming that her European trip left her exhausted, exhausted. She needed to rest. By November 1935, Judy Lewis, the daughter, was born. Young, the mother, sent her to a Catholic orphanage and waited to make her next move. Sadly, this Judy Lewis, the daughter, spent about 19 months living in orphanages and hideaways. Everyone, kind of a whole group of people knew who the parents were, Mm -hmm. but Judy didn't know. How wild. After a time, um, Loretta Young got in touch with the um, gossip columnist at the time, Luella Parsons. Mm -hmm. I love that name. Me too, To announce that she was trying to adopt... Two girls from a Catholic orphanage. Oh, wow. Eventually, she only adopted one kid, her own daughter, Judy Lewis, and claimed the second adoption process fell through. And so was she, do we know if Loretta at this time was married or anything like that? No, she was nothing. No. Nope. Okay. No, nope. because remember, but what, back Cable, in the day, I know, but back in the day, was it looked bad upon if a wonder if a single woman was adopting? I don't Just even wondering. know. Yeah. I don't even know. But Lewis bore... The daughter bore yeah. a striking resemblance to Clark Gable, including having ears that stuck out. But I was getting ahead of myself. Before the 1930s ended, Loretta's plan was finally completed. She had successfully adopted her biological daughter, but no one knew what happened or so she thought. That is so... The rumors, although Miss Lewis herself had kept was kept in the dark about Young's master plan, her mom's plans... Yeah. Many people involved in the entertainment industry had reasons to believe she was indeed Gable and Young's biological child. 
According to Jack Haley Jr., one of Lewis's friends from high school, even a group of friends had heard a rumor from their parents. He went, he said our whole group knew who her parents were. Yeah. We knew she didn't know, but we thought her mother would have told her. Even after the daughter Lewis published Uncommon Knowledge, Young kept denying her story. Say, she went as far as to say that the rumors about her being Lewis's biological mother were the product of a bygone time. And she chose not to give any further credence to these rumors. It's important to point out that other than Lewis, Young was the only person who could shed light on the topic as Clark Gable passed away in November of 1960 okay, due to a fatal arterial blood clot and Mm -hmm. he had a heart attack. Lewis never felt whole, but she always felt like she was this half person. Mm -hmm. Another rumor around her life was way darker. Linda the wife of Lewis's stepbrother, Christopher, at some time, claimed that Young told her what really happened be- between her and Clark Gable two years before she passed away in the year 2000. Wow. According to Linda, the wife of the stepdaughter, or stepbrother, Young and Gable had no intercourse while on location in Washington where they filmed the movie, but instead it was during their train trip back to Los Angeles. This is the worst part. Supposedly, Young supposedly claimed that Clark Gable date raped her. So far, it has not been determined if that actually happened. Mm-hmm. But historian David Stein pointed out that it was both conceivable and acceptable as many women wanted to be in Young's position at the time. Yeah. If you look at Gable's films that preceded The Call of the Wild, there were films where he manhandled women and they loved it. So this historian says he found it conceivable either way. Yeah. However, he offered another possible explanation. Young, the mother's Catholic guilt caused by having premarital sex and an unwanted pregnancy, made her reframe the events. Yeah. The outcome. Young's plan to save her and Gable's career was having an affair and a love child in 30 would have resulted in canceled contracts and blacklisting. However, the daughter's life was quite miserable. She confessed that the fact that her mom kept talking about her biological daughter um, as a rumor was heartbreaking. Every time she'd ask her biological mother, why she had given her up for adoption, young, her mom would just be elusive. When asked about her father, she would say he was dead. As a result, she never knew who was her dad. Unfortunately for young, um, in 1986, when young, the mom heard that her daughter was thinking about writing a memoir, their relationship fell apart. According to Edward Funk, who published three books about the mom's life, it was the most painful period in the actress's life. Eventually, Young contacted her her daughter to reconcile, and although the daughter accepted, their relationship was too damaged for men's. Just before the mom passed away, she told the guy, the um, publisher, that Lewis was actually her biological daughter. So she raised her and said, I'm not your mom. I'm not your mom. That never happened. That never happened. And she revealed the truth in her own authorized Forever Young, but requested it wouldn't be published until after her death. Wow. Um, In November 2011, The daughter died of lymphoma. She was survived by a daughter, blah, blah, blah. But they, um, as per the Gable family, they shunned the mom as uncommon knowledge messed in. It just messed with his image. We don't believe any of this ever happened kind of thing. To this day? And Gable made headlines. Yeah. And Clark James, Clark Gable's grandson in 2019 was found dead at his Dallas home. That was the next time we kind of heard him in the passing. But anyway, blah, 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 blah. It was impossible to determine if 
their Gable, yeah. Young, and Lewis slave would have been different if she acknowledged them as their biological daughter. Wow. But here's what some other facts about this. So she was, oh gosh, we're over time. But her mom had her, um, when she was seven years old, had her undergo a painful operation to pin her ears back. Oh, wow. Another attempt to hide her real um, um, parentage because her ears stuck out like Clark Gables. Oh. She had to undergo a painful operation and attempt to hide it. When she was 15, Clark Gable came to her mother's house to visit her briefly. Wow. Gable asked Lewis about her life. And upon leaving, kissed her on the forehead. It was the only time she ever spoke to him. And at the time, she had no idea that that was her father. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. As an adult, Lewis spoke, spoke of the confusion, isolation, alienation she felt within her own family growing up. There you go. That was amazing. She's really pretty. She died. But what a terrible <laughs> thing. She she was an actress, too, and a producer. But it just, wow. Thank you for sh- giving us that. Thank you for sharing. I love it. I love a, a good story. Break. We'll be right back. All right. It's your hump day edition of the LoJ Show. Hump-dee-dump. And we hope you enjoyed yourself. And, um, okay, what did you just look up? Okay, so in your Ever Eve commercial where you're, you're talking about slow fashion versus fas- fast fashion. So fast fashion is this thing that's going on in a lot of... You know, you see it uh, in some of these stores where things are like twenty nine ninety nine. You know, eight nineteen ninety nine, where it's trendy and put together quickly. And at the end of the day, you're going to wear it for maybe a season, and then it'll be too trendy, right. whatever. And it's made unethically, made with crappy material. So slow fashion is the idea of more um, kind of base things that you probably will wear year after year after year after year. It's made ethically, and it's made with good material so it's based right now our big problem with with clothes is that people wear them and then they're done i mean the amount of garbage we are creating with our clothes is wild right it's why it's a big push for slow fashion spending money on quality things like every eve's always about you know the back to basics get your good basics and get your you know good staple pieces yes but then also if you're not going to do every eve there's also things like um consignment or second hand and looking into that too yes who was at a consignment's out Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? They were at like the designer of designers, like Fashion Avenue yeah. um, type of place last I love, night. I love Fashion Avenue. Okay, talk to me about Housewives. Did you like it last night? Um, Yeah, I, okay, so I did know uh, Salt Lake City. This is what I'm having a, a problem with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City right now this season. It, it feels... Since I've been watching, rewatching a lot of um, Real Housewives, I've noticed this common trend is that when people don't like each other, of course they don't talk the whole off season, and then they have this fake conversation about how they're going to start fresh and pretend like they're going to be friends for the season. And that was just classic. Yep. What we're dealing right now with Heather, Heather and, and Jen Shaw. Yeah, I hated it. I, and I hated it. It seems fake. It seems phony. I don't know why they're so they're also scared to keep their jobs that they want to make as many connections so they have a reason to stay on the show. And it just reminds me of like Bethany season three, Real Housewives of New York. She didn't pretend to make friends with Jill again. No, she didn't. And I love her for it. She was like, you know what? I'm going to hold my own and keep my position. That fake friendships they try to do, especially right before the reunion or right before the season starts. It's just you can see right through it. I would agree with you 100%. Yeah, there's no reason that somebody like Heather would be friends with somebody like Jen Shaw after what Jen Shaw did to her. Like, that's what I... If somebody was that vicious, Mm -mm. called you um, honey boo-boo, yeah, called you a manatee, you would never be friends with that person again. Call her a manatee? Yeah. Oh, gosh. You told me I look like her. 
Okay, I did not say that. No. I said you have sometimes the same mannerisms, mm-hmm. and it's that honesty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll never let me let nope, that go. I really, won't. I really won't. All right, the Timberwolves fired their president of basketball operations. Big news, yeah. What's that about, do you think? It's honestly, it's got to be the change of ownership. Yeah, they were okay. talking about that, that yeah. with this new transition to from A-Rod and his partner, I don't know his name offhand, but they got 20% right now. They get another 20% after this season, and then another 20% of the team after that. And I think they just came in and just said, you know what, now that we're taking control, we want to set the bar early here and kind of make it our thing, which right. as a fan, I like because personally, Glenn Taylor, as the owner of a sports team in this town, other than the Lynx, he really screwed things up for the Timberwolves over the last 20 years. He has done no good for that team and that organization, right. but finally selling them finally. So All right. It's a, it's, it might be a good move, kind of sad to see, but we shall see what they've got going. Who knows? All right. Well, I just saw that come across the the... The wire, as yeah. it were, as it were. Yeah. Keeping us up to date on all no, things. Keeping you up to date on all things. Okay, so today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Kind You're of... heading to Boston tomorrow. Well, I wasn't going to say that. Well, what? You want me to... Spoiler alert. Oh, Didn't you, you literally say that have... in the beginning of the show? I literally said says... I'm going to Boston this weekend. Oh, okay. Okay, so what? I'm supposed to pretend you're not in Boston when I'm taking over the show the next two days? Oh, gosh. By the way... I've got a lot of new rules. First off, no one's allowed to look me in the eyes. I'm in, it's my show. And you will respect me, Grant. I will. Oh I'm not even going to look at you in the camera. Do not look at me in the camera. Do not look me in the eyes. Keep oh. your head and your eyes those down. those all the things that we have to worry about? I don't know. I feel oh. like, I feel like uh, depending on the day, I'll be more Lori or Julia. So be aware. Be ready. What do you think you are? What do you think you're I being? think I'm 100% you. Yes. Do you? Oh, yeah. You guys are definitely Is two of me too much. It's far too much. Everybody no. says so. Everyone says there's too many Julias on no. this show. No, no, no. I think I, I, um, I mean, I like, I, I like the research like Lori does. Oh, Lori, Lori has a photographic memory. Yeah, and I don't have it's, that, but it blows me away. She is so, she's such a reader. It blows me away. Yeah. She's going to come back and she'll have read 32 books. I know. And I can't wait to hear about every single one. What's the <laughs> book you're reading right now? It's, uh, you said. I just told you about a really good book that I read. Um, it's called The Extraordinary Life of Sam Hell. Of Sam Hell. And, um, I'm telling you, this book, this book moved me beyond. Let me just find it. Um, it was by Rog- Robert Dugani and it, it is such a wonderful story about this boy, and I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah, don't give me anything because I'm actually reading Well, he it. was born with red eyes. Oh, okay. And his mother's faith, and if you grew up Catholic, it it has a lot of Catholic, um, just about the rosary and different things. And it's, it's a, it, it was an extraordinary book that I haven't read one like in a very long time. And it came out three years ago. A friend recommended it to me. So we're not going to have the author on. Yeah. Um, it's been out there, but it's, it's the way the story is told is just makes you just be in awe of people's perseverance, people's faith, people's, um, when you think you have a bad boy, you aren't even close mm-hmm. to anybody else, but just about a relationship between a mom and a son. I mean, it is. It moved me. I cried when it ended. I was so sad to have it end. I mean, I love a book like that, that you're so passionate about that when it ends, you're like, 
Oh, shoot. I know. Doesn't that feel sad? You know, it's weird. If you I read feel a lonesome real, for it. I was going to say, if you read a really good book, like a really good book, you feel emotional attachment to those people. Characters. And when they're gone and they're gone and then you realize reality sets is like, that. you know, there aren't people you know. Because all of a sudden, it happens to me all the time. I reach for something that's not there. Like I reach for that book, for that connection, for that fake just, person in quotations. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like that's how I felt about Addie LaRue. Oh, the, yeah. such invisible, a great book. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I, 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 every time I go to bed, it's one of my favorite books from last year. That it, was a great. Book. It was a great book. I would reach for it going after I was done with it because I wanted more of her story because it was all about her. And oh, it was amazing. It was such a good book that I kept. I, I miss her, and of course I don't know her. I know there is no Addie LaRue, right? It's right. it's wild when a book is that good. That's the best thing. I books that move. Yeah. Books that move you are unbelievable. Well, books that you care about the character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, make that connection. And it's wild, too, because, you know, we talked to um, Neil Justin today, mm-hmm. and he had a really good point. If you stop caring about the characters, like he was talking about, was it Nine Perfect Strangers? The morning show. And he was talking about Nine Perfect Strangers. Isn't that yeah. the um, one that's yep. HBO tonight? Yep. If you're not connected to those characters, the plot doesn't even matter because sure. you don't care what happens. I know, them. but I'm going home and watching the ending on Hulu, okay, Nine Perfect Strangers, because I want to see the ending. Right, we'll see Hopefully, it. it's what you get out of the I, book. I want it all to be tied up in a bow. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow all at right, the we'll show. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody.